This is the Tyson Durfee Show. Compete, lead, and become a champion. Welcome to the show, champions. I know that you're out and about and ready to attack this day. And I read a quote. I recently read an amazing quote by a guy that's named Epictetus. Now, I've heard about Epictetus in the past. I've heard other you know, people reference him. I've seen quotes from him. Uh, I personally have not ever read anything that Epictetus put out literally over a couple thousand years ago. The guy lived way back in the day, but judging by some of the quotes I've read, I'm going to have to start learning from this Epictetus fella. But there is a quote that I got uh, last night and I have to share it with you. Matter of fact, I'm dedicating this whole episode of the Tyson Durfee Show to this one specific quote. And number one, what this statement is, but number two, how to overcome it. So without further ado, here's the statement by the man, the myth, the legend, Epictetus. Any person capable of angering you becomes your master. Now I read that once and then it sat into my mind for a second. I'm like, well, nobody's my master. I'm the creator of my own destiny. Matter of fact, I am the Mr. Mindset guy that puts it out there all the time that says, no, nobody can you know, control me. I, I think what I want. I have control of my mind, but I'm here to tell you I'm human like everybody else. I recently had a person that had a confrontation with me the other day and they, they literally blasted me on social media in front of everybody. Ironically enough, I never said a word to the person. I never even acknowledged the person. But what I stand for, the you know continuous optimism, the, the standing up for my friends, this really angered this individual. And it didn't you know start me in a negative trajectory. It didn't allow it didn't push me to want to like, you know, retaliate when they kept posting negative things about me. I want you guys to think about it. If somebody was just posting negative things about you that were completely untrue, how would you handle it? Would you get upset? Would you retaliate and, and, and scream back or post negative things back about them? You see, for myself, uh, many years ago, I realized that social media is a tool much like anything else. You could take a hammer, for example. You could take a hammer and you can build your home with it. You can do something amazing with it. Or you could take that hammer and you could hurt somebody severely. I chose that as a tool for me, my social media would only be used for the goodness of the world. It's not my vent platform. It's not my retaliation platform. Now, if I see things going on that I don't like, I'm going to call it out. But I'm not going to use it as an attack platform to just, you know, vent about my feelings, right? And had I not had a lot of training, uh, I could have get thrown into like this downward spiral. When somebody attacks you, whether it be social media or whatever it is, and you get angry and you get upset, think about the power that you're giving them. They're giving, you're giving them the power over your mind. You're giving them the power over your freaking health. I mean, think about what happens to your body when somebody confronts you or lies to you or cheats you or treats you severely bad, right? Your body gets upset, your heart rate gets to pounding, and your mind is blown. Epictetus said any person capable of angering you becomes your master. And I'll be honest, 
I have failed in this statement numerous times in my life. It is only until the last few years that I've really been able to just handle negativity at a much deeper and better level. Because I recognized this many years ago that if I, you know, started falling into, you know, he said, she said, that it wasn't going to serve my future. And I didn't want that person to take over my mindset, the space in my brain, and or my physiology, right? I don't want my heart rate to escalate and get nervous and get sweaty and and, and think about all the ways that I'm going to get back with them. So back to again, Epictetus's statement, any person capable of angering you becomes your master. I'm going to show you how you stay the master. I'm going to show you how not to let somebody else become your master and take control of your body. Okay? So I'm just going to break it down into some, some bullet points real quick. Right? And we're going to roll with this thing. Number one, if you get into a confrontation or somebody's attacking you, sometimes the best thing to do is to do nothing. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, oh my gosh, do nothing. That's idiot. You show, you show that you show them that you're weak and that you're, you know, not going to stand up for yourself and all this stuff. But the truth is, if you have people that love you, they will stand up for you. Right. So throughout my whole confrontation with this individual, I never said a single word to them. I didn't post about it. But you should have seen the people that stood up for me online. The people that said, you know what, you're just going through a hard time, you're going through this, you're going through that, and you're just pointing the finger at anybody that you can. People were standing up for me left and right. Sometimes if you don't engage the people around you will fight your battles for you, and you don't even have to say a word. Sometimes the people that truly love you would stand up for you. Let's think about this on the flip side for a second. Imagine you had you know, a great friend, and somebody was attacking your great friend through completely fictitious claims, not real claims. And you were there and you could say something to this person or defend your person or your friend, would you do it? Would you help out your friend in need? Would you stand up for them to honor their good name? I think the truth of the fact is, heck yes you would, because that's what a stand-up friend does. For example, if, you know, in myself, when I was going through high school, I hated it. I absolutely hated it when I seen somebody picking on somebody less fortunate. I think partially due to the fact that I could relate to that kid that was less fortunate, partly due to the fact that I was the kid getting made fun of at one point in my life. And so anytime I ever heard anybody making fun of a young man or a young woman that was less fortunate. Maybe they you know, didn't have the good clothes or maybe they were struggling with acne or maybe they had a stutter or maybe they were a little bit overweight. If I heard anybody talking down to somebody like that, I would just light them up. And very little upsets me, but that does. Picking on somebody for something that they can't defend themselves for, that lights me up. You want to see Tyson come alive? Pick on somebody who can't defend themselves. That's when Tyson really comes alive. So number one, sometimes the best thing to do is don't do anything. Take a step back. Take a few deep breaths and say, you know what? It's not even worth my time. I'm not going to give you my mind. I'm not going to give you my energy. 
and I'm going to just keep moving forward at all costs. Number two, if you choose to engage with this person, which a lot of people will because it's a fleshly thing, they engage with this person just out of just natural reaction, okay? If you choose to engage with this person, I want you to watch where your mind goes. See, we tend to replay negative things over and over and over and over and over in our head again, and we don't want to stop it. I mean, actually, we kind of do want to stop it, but we can't stop it because it's imprinted in our brain and it just will not get out of the way. Watch what happens to your mind if you choose to engage. That's why rule number one is don't engage with a foolish person. But number two, if you do engage, watch where your mind goes You'll replay the conversation a million times over in your head, what you would have said, what you would have done. I mean, if you're kind of an aggressive person like myself, you you know, when I was younger, I'd be like, I would have just punched that guy in the jaw or I would have just beat him up or I would have done this or I would have done that. And that replays over in your head time and time and time and time again. And it takes your mind away from you again. What did Epictetus' statement say? Is that any person capable of angering you becomes your master. If you give them your mind, they are your master. Truth be told. So if you decide to engage, watch where your mind goes. Realize that they have now become your master and learn from it. Say to yourself, hey, I don't, you know what? I, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah, I lost my temper. Yeah, I lost my cool. Yeah, I got upset. And that's okay. But you know what? I'm going to learn from it. And it's it's not going to happen again. I'm going to take this experience as a learning experience. And I'm going to keep moving forward at all costs. Which leads me to number three. Number three is space and time. Now, I know what you're thinking. Tyson, what the heck is space and time? Well, I'm going to tell you what it is. So if somebody says something very negative to you and, you know, there's a point where they could become your master, they're going to anger you, it's, it's go, it could happen, and you normally respond in a fleshly manner, a manner that says, I want to let them know what for. I want to let them know what I'm thinking. I want to let them know that I'm tougher and stronger and, and, and more powerful than they are. I believe that there should be a space in time between every insult and every reaction, okay? So what I mean by space and time is that when you receive that insult, if they throw that to you, it's like throwing a ball to you, right? You got to catch the ball. You got to hold on to the ball before you can throw it back. Well, as the ball's coming to you as the form of an insult or somebody trying to anger you or get you off your game, and this works great in competition as well. Like how many times has somebody said, man, I hope you don't miss today or I hope you can catch that football today or don't break a leg, kid, or something negative that planted a seed in your mind and then you held on to it and it sabotaged your performance. There should be a space and time in between that insult that negative talk that's just thrown at you and the time that you react to it. So for example, Tyson, and I'm going to go back to my childhood because this, this really, you know, this was really hard for me. When I was young, I took one bath per week and uh, that was just the way it was in my house. 
Uh, we were ranchers, farmers. We did not <laughs> spend a lot of time in the bathroom. We were out working the land all the time. So I took one bath per week. It was typically on Saturday. And a lot of times we would share the bath water. It was pretty, it wasn't really like uncommon for us to share the bath water. So if I was last taking a bath, you know, the bath water would be a little bit dirty. It would have soap and all that stuff in it. But you, you know, you just, you just use that. I didn't brush my teeth as a kid at all. Um, I remember the first time I went to the dentist, I had a mouthful of cavities. I just wasn't taught these things at a young age that I had to do these things day in and day out. So when I got into, you know, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, people and, and kids, just being kids, probably mostly would make fun of me for being dirty. You know, I'd have dirt rings around my neck. I would, you know, I never cleaned my ears and they would constantly poke fun of me as like being, you know, dirty, like having, you know, one time and thank God it didn't stick. This one kid called me dirty Durfee. And I was like, oh my gosh, that really freaking made me so mad. But going back to my childhood in those moments, yes, I was just a kid and I didn't know what I know now. But when somebody hurls that insult at you, there should be a space in time in your mind where you either choose to accept it or reject it, okay? Now, this space and time is incredibly crucial. For me, now, if somebody, you know, makes fun of me or attacks me or whatever, I recognize it and say, you know what, that's true. I don't know what's going on in your life to make you want to project this on me because a lot of times there's something going on with the other person that makes them want to be mean or to attack you. And I tell myself, hey, I'm not going to accept that. That's not who I am. Get away from me. So there should be a space and time in between the insult and the reaction. And that space and time is where you process this thing and say, hey, is this actual reality or is this fake? If this is actual reality, maybe I do need to work on myself. When the kids were making fun of me for being dirty as a young little guy, I, I didn't know any different. I mean, it really made me mad and I just accepted it. I was like, okay. Well, we don't have hot water in our house, you know, and so, you know, it's not as easy as turning the tap on like it is in some people's houses. So I could have just rejected it and said, you know what, maybe I'm going to take cold baths. I mean, I take ice baths now, but back in the day, you know, I was a kid and I didn't even care about, you know, being clean or anything like that. Put me outside with a BB gun and piles of dirt and I could live forever. But there is a space and time in between the insult and the reaction. And sometimes, guys, it's as much as a just a deep breath. It should take a bam, a split second. It should take no more than, you know, just a quick thought, a quick reaction. And bam, you got it. I choose not to accept it. Okay, I'm over it. Let's move forward. And the last thing that I'm going to tell you about this, because I could literally go on and on and on about you know, giving people control over you or allowing them to become your master through anger or insults. The last thing I'm going to tell you is if you could just flip the script and say to yourself, and this is number four, what's, what happened to that person to make them this way? Why are they always throwing insults around? Why is there always drama and negativity in their life? Why am I the person that they are attacking? So many years ago, when I first started rodeoing, I was getting picked on quite a bit by, you know, a legendary, you know, calf roper. And 
they always thought it was funny to kind of pick on me because I was, you know, I was like, you know, close to six foot tall, 140 pounds, pasty white, red hair. Like, I mean, I get it. It was, it was pretty simple to make fun of me, <laughs> but I had a lot of heart and a lot of try. And I had already, you know, at this point in my life, I had already begun my path to personal growth, personal development, trying to get the best version of Tyson that I could possibly get out there. And this, this person would, you know, hurl insults at me. There's times when we're getting, you know, I'm getting ready to compete and uh, this person would say things to me before I even would ride in the box or, you know, and, and it used to get me so angry when this would happen. And, you know, it, 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 it's tough. Trust me. It's tough. I've been there. Somebody you that you idolize, that you thought is a legend, that you actually got an autograph from when you were younger is now making fun of you. And you see the type of individual that this person is. And number one, it was a real eye-opener. But number two, I had to just take my mind and say, hey, where is this person at? Like, what, what's going on in this person's life that's making them this way? And not that you justify it, not that you say, oh, it's okay for them to do that, because it's totally not, but that you say, maybe, you know, they're an alcoholic, or maybe they're dealing with some really bad demons mentally that make them act out this way and it makes them feel better momentarily only to sabotage them in the long run. What's going on in their life that makes them do this kind of thing? It's totally not right. But some people just don't know any better. Some people haven't been taught to think on deep levels. Some people think on a very surface level. And, and a lot of times, these people hurling accusations that you know want to start fights, want to be in a problem all the time, only can think on the surface level. And at the end of the day, you don't know what's going on in their life to make them act like that. So for me, number four is, you, you know, where are they at? Where are they at? Why are they like this? And it's never a justification for them to throw insults to you. But it allows you to process where this is actually coming from. This is not actually truth. This is not actually reality. This is just perception of somebody who has maybe a, a little bit of a weaker mind or maybe perception of somebody who had just gotten into an argument with their spouse and now they're venting it out on you. You see, a lot of this stuff, when these accusations get hurled to you, are just false. They're not reality. So you got to take it and deal with it in that manner. It's like if I looked up and said, the sky is yellow. That sky is yellow. I promise the sky is yellow. There is, it's all yellow. And you know, and I know, and everybody knows that the sky is not yellow. Are we now going to think that the sky is yellow forever? Now, I want you to think about this. If somebody says, you know what? You're too slow. You're no good. You're never going to make it. Think about that as the sky is yellow. We know that it's not the truth, so why would we ever accept it? We're not going to accept it. We're going to be winners. We're going to be overcomers. We're going to say, you know what? Next time, Actually, next time somebody hurls an insult to you, I want you to say the sky is yellow. Like literally, the sky is yellow and you're not going to accept it. You're going to reject it. You're going to realize it's completely false and that you don't even need to respond to that lunatic or that crazy person, right? 
because they're definitely in their not not in their right mind if they're hurling that at you. Listen, guys, today was a culmination of a couple of events in my life. One was the confrontation with that individual that was just hurling insults at me left and right online. And at the end of the day, I actually forced myself to pray for this person. As a Christian, I believe that I had to pray for this individual. I had to, you know, try to help this individual as much as possible. And, you know, this isn't a Christian show or anything like that. And I'm not trying to push my beliefs on anybody else. But at the end of the day, when I prayed for that person, it set me free. I don't know what it's doing for that person, but it allowed me to let go of the anger. It allowed me to let go. So if you're struggling with something, if you're struggling with people becoming your master by, you know, angering you or anything like that, think back to these four things. Number one. Don't respond if you can mentally do it. Do not respond. Let somebody else fight your battle for you. Somebody that loves you. Let somebody else fight that battle. It could even be God. A lot of times God will fight your battle. Number two, if you fall into the reactionary mode of let them know what you think, I want you to watch what happens to your mind. Do you replay it over and over and over and over again in your head, taking up all of your mental capacity, taking up all of your time. Okay, number three, there should be a space in time in which somebody hurls an accusation at you and then you respond. There should be a space in time in between the accusation and the response in which you process it mentally and decide whether it's true or false. If it's false, which most of the time it is, just say, the sky is yellow. All right, and that will remind you that is completely fake and that you should not grab a hold of it. Number four, recognize where the person is at. Is this statement coming from a sound-minded individual or is this coming from a crazy person? Is this coming from somebody who's just dealing with some exterior circumstance like maybe a problem with alcoholism or an addiction or a a fight with their spouse? Are they just venting something negative to you to try to make themselves feel better momentarily? Number four, where are they at? Guys, I hope this episode has helped you. I don't know who I'm speaking to right now, but I know I've struggled with this a lot in my life. And by talking about it, It makes it easier for me. And if you can just take these four little steps or these four little things and put some of them into practice for you, I guarantee that it will help you. Go out and claim your destiny today. I'll see you guys. Hey guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Tyson Durfee Show. If you don't mind, please, please, please subscribe to this podcast if you felt like you got value. Also, if you don't mind, write a review. Both of those things significantly help me out in getting the show to more people. And don't forget that there are more episodes. So go on to the next one. Give it a listen and I'll see you guys soon. Adios.